Okay, folks, good morning. Welcome. If you want to find a seat, please, that would be great. We're just about to start. Well, a very, very warm welcome. My name's Andrew. I'm part of the leadership team here in Harvest Church. And it's my pleasure to welcome you to our time together this morning. Hope you really enjoy it. If you're a guest with us, and you need any help whatsoever, grab one of these lovely folks wearing a, I guess, a yellow polo shirt. There's a grey hoodie over the top, so it may not be quite so easy to see. They're here to help or ask whoever is sitting near you. I'm sure they'll be able to help you too. Um, for our time this morning together, we're going to spend uh, about the next half hour uh, in worshipping God, in celebrating his goodness and his love and his grace and his mercy over our lives. And... Uh, uh, Jason and the band will be leading us in that. If you've got a contribution you want to make during that time, can I ask you to come and find me? I've got a microphone. It just means that everybody then gets to hear. Otherwise, voices can easily get lost in this space. But let's stir ourselves and have contributions which we can bring into our time together to encourage us in God. Um, during that time of worship, in about 15 minutes, our children will go out and uh, go down to their children's groups. If you're here for your first time, you don't know where to go, uh, when it's announced from the front, follow the crowd, uh, take your child with you, and you'll register them in the room. So hopefully that will uh, serve you in that, and they'll have a great time. And then Nathan's going to be preaching and showing God's, go God's word to us. So we're really looking forward to our time together today. Can I encourage us to stand as Jason and the band are going to help us to worship God? Thank you, Andrew. This, uh, as I was uh, looking at the songs for this week, uh, this first uh, came to me, and uh, it's Isaiah 40. The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on the wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Let's remember that truth this morning. And can I encourage you, as we are singing the songs and things like that, listen to what God is saying. Don't be, uh, don't be uh, worried to, to wait while we're singing or to wait during, um, during the times of this morning because God wants to speak to you this morning. So can I just encourage you to press into God because he wants to meet with you this morning.
Thank you, Lord. You are the everlasting God. We lift you up this morning. You are worthy. Thank you, Lord.
the children and young people would like to go out through the doors along there, that'd be great. Lord, we want to pray for our uh, children and young people. Lord, we thank you for them. Thank you that you love them and care for them. Lord, we, we pray would you bless them as they spend a bit of time learning about you. And uh, we pray would you bless the leaders as well. Amen.
Pressing. The Spirit of God is here.
Spirit of God is here. Let's, let's press in. What amazing truth. Jesus died for us. He's made a way for us. We don't have to fear. We don't have to worry. He's paid it all and he's done it all. Let's receive this morning more of his spirit. He provides strength when we are weary. If you're having a difficult week, the God, our God knows and he understands. And he cares for you and he loves you. What's he saying to you this morning? What's he saying to your heart? Maybe it's to respond to to him for the first time. Maybe it's to respond to him again. Maybe you've known him for a long time and lost your way a bit. But you know, he comes running to you first. Before you run to him, he runs to you first. He is running to you with open arms and accepts you as you are. All the baggage, all the dirt, the muck and the mire, he accepts you just as you are. morning um, when we just sang about um, he, he calls us home I was reflecting on what home means and home really should be a place of security and safety and a place that there's no fear and you can be yourself but for you know that, that's been my experience but for some people it's not like that. Maybe your home country is somewhere that wasn't safe for you and you had to leave. Maybe the home you grew up with in wasn't somewhere that was safe and secure and there was fear. And so singing about home might give mixed feelings. Um, and yet the Lord offers us um, 
in heaven, a place of security and safety and somewhere without fear. And, and that starts here um, on earth as well. And I was reminded of the verses um, where it talks about um, that the Lord has prepared a house with many rooms in John and that he's prepared a place for you. And it is a place of safety and security. And also Jesus in that passage talks about, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And maybe this is all new to someone this morning, maybe not really understanding what's going on. But, you know, God's house is a place of security and safety. And those of us who've maybe known the Lord for a long time, we still need to hear that when we get a bit wobbly or things around us are shifting and we're not quite sure of, of our security. So, you know, thinking about home, you know, God is, has prepared a place for those who love him. But also that starts here on earth. So if you're, if you're anxious, if you're fearful, if um, there's things going on in your life that you're, um, you're not too sure about, just give those to him now and shall pray I'll pray Lord I thank you that in your arms there is safety and security and there's no fear and Lord I pray for uh, those of us in this room but maybe also it brings to mind people who we know who are uh, not in a place of safety or security and are fearful and we lift those to you now Lord Pray come by, the, by your Holy Spirit. Give peace and comfort and hope. Thank you, Lord, that, uh, that you offer us safety, security and hope. And we thank you for that, Lord. Amen.
so good we're so grateful Lord you bring us into your house you bring us into your family you give us your family name (laughs) where we were tramps really we were just travellers who got lost got filthy got dirty mired in sin and shame smelly and you welcomed us into your family through Jesus you made us clean you washed us down you gave us new clothes robes of righteousness the Bible tells us we call us righteous in Christ that leaves us breathless in wonder at your at your love at your mercy at your grace we we're just thrilled Lord we're we're thrilled by how much you love us Lord We just want to say we love you, Lord. Having 
been washed in love, having been made whole, having been brought into a family, having been given identity. We, we just want to say, wow, Lord, how precious your love is, how wonderful your love is. And we want to say we love you, Lord. We worship you. Great I am. Mighty God, Lord of all, of the whole of creation. <laughs> Daddy, we love you. We worship you. We want our lives to be lives of worship and adoration for you. Every aspect of our lives. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We love you. We love you, almighty God. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Amen. Amen. We're, we're going to continue in our worship, but through other expressions. So we're going to be praying for folk. We're going to hear some testimony. We're going to be in the Word. So please grab your seats. Ben, thank you so much. Fantastic. Thank you for helping us. Um, at this point, we, we're going to pray for a couple that have not been part of us very long. Some of you may not even know them. Tony and Jackie, do you want to just come out and join me? That would be great. Uh, Tony and Jackie came part of us, what, about a year, 18 months ago, something like that? And um, they have a history of traveling into other nations and helping Christians in other nations. And uh, because of COVID, they've not had a chance to do very much of that recently over the last few years. But this is going to be their first trip overseas. Can you just very briefly explain what you're going to do? Is that okay? And then we're going to bless you and pray for you. Um, we've been going to India for many, many years. And uh, the last five years have... Uh, spent time with various uh, Christian community initiatives, um, uh, just working with them and helping them, sometimes in business ways, sometimes in practical ways, and sometimes just uh, supportive, prayerful ways. Uh, and uh, yes, uh, you're right, we've not been out there now for nearly two years, uh, nearly three years. Um, uh, we are glad to be going back, connecting with uh, nine different Christian initiatives who we've been in contact with over COVID uh, in five different locations in India. Uh, India, as you're probably aware, is a big country, so we will be doing a lot of traveling, uh, but also we'll be uh, catching up with these people and uh, sharing uh, with their experiences over COVID, but how they've moved things on under the persecution that they suffer uh, uh, with in India. Thank you. Fair enough. Um, so it would be great to pray for them. They're also going to be connecting with our Commission Family Churches in uh, Cochin, I think you said, yeah, um, and other, hopefully developing other relationships in due course over there. So um, I'm going to pray for them, but can I encourage all of us to pray for them? You may want to reach out your hand just as a symbolic way of just wanting to bless them. We want to bless them. We want, we want to send them as a bit of Harvest Church to be a blessing wherever they are in India, and they are literally all over India. They're starting up in Delhi at the top, they're ending in Cochin down at the bottom, and lots of bits in between. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's reach out our hands, let's pray for them and bless them. Thank you, Father. Lord, we say thank you for Tony and Jackie. We want to send them with our love and blessings. We want to commission them to be a blessing to each and every one of these different situations they visit. We pray, give them wisdom from you. 
help them to express your love and compassion and grace to each and every one who they encounter. Let them strengthen the churches which they're part of over over these three weeks. Let them encourage ministries which are reaching out and serving the poor and the needy. Help them to strengthen them. Help them to point them always back to you. So we bless you in Jesus' name. Go with the blessing of this church. Take the blessings of Christ to each and every of these situations you go to. Stay in the love of God and reflect that love of God to each and every one. In Jesus' most precious, holy and wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Great. Good. It's also great to hear uh, stories of things God's about. And so this morning we've asked uh, Steve, who runs our CAP, uh, that's Christians Against Poverty Debt Service, to come and share. So, Steve, do you want to come and tell us something of what God's been doing amongst us? Brilliant. Thank you. Good morning. Have some happy smiling faces, and I know about four of you, so that's quite useful. Um, it was a, oh, about a year ago when Mark and Ruth kindly asked me for a cup of tea, and I don't know, it just seemed to turn into Cap Dead Centre Manager. So, um, I, but I love doing it, I have to say, and I would really appreciate just to show you some of the things that Cap do. Uh, and the way it affects their, you know, the clients. And then I'll introduce our team to you. So could we have the first video? If it hadn't been for CAP, um, I had so many debts, so many debts hanging over me that uh, I was in such a state that I'd almost, well, I did feel like killing myself and cried it twice. I'm glad to say it didn't work out. But a CAP saved my life. Because of the deaths, it was self-harming and take, trying to take my own life and things. And then Amanda Connor came to see me from Cap and Kendall. If it wasn't for Amanda, then I definitely wouldn't be here. It was her and Cap who saved my life, really. So, yeah. I would say what Cap have done is taken what is a, an impossible, seemingly impossible situation and just basically turned it completely around for me and just made everything so much more worthwhile again. Cap literally did save my life and my children's life and now my children see light in me and there's light at the end of the tunnel and if I wouldn't have ever made that call, I'd dread to think where I would be now. Cap has saved both our lives. My husband is happy, he's no longer on suicide list. We've been married for 33 years and we're both, like we've been married a year, we're both like new new married couple again, which is absolutely lovely. (laughs) I think that just says it all, you know, I was just thinking of getting someone up with a testimony, but to see the way that those people stand there and say, Cap saved my life, I think it's fantastic. Um, Could we have the first slide, please? So, it'd be fair to say, no, uh, the PowerPoint. No. (laughs) No. No. 
So let's take the next one. Thanks very much. In order for us to operate here uh, with the churches in Alton, we've got a, an amazing team of people. Three tall, dark, handsome deck coaches. Sorry, hang on. Uh, three fairly tall deck coaches. Um, we have 90, more than 90 supporters who pray monthly. We send out a newsletter of each of our clients anonymously, but they pray for our clients. And everything we do is supported in prayer. We have a community-linked coordinator. I think you'll know that face. We have Mari, who looks after our social team. We put on three to four events a year. The last event with Rod Williams, we had four people pray the prayer of salvation at the end of that. So saving lives for eternity is something else that Cap can put down. So we've got the lovely Fred and Pat who absolutely bless people with cakes and gifts and birthday cards. And then we have our team of befrienders. We have around 18 befrienders across around 12 churches locally. And they get alongside, help, support, look after the administration. There's, if you see the paperwork that comes out of some of our homes, um, it's quite incredible. Most of it in a huge black sack, which takes us about six hours to sort out. But that's what I signed up for. Um, now, if we look at the next slide, I just really would like to invite you to see if there's anything here that you'd like to help with. So to be a befriender, as I've said, um, you join the debt coaches on their visits, befriend the clients, um, meeting needs, pray, share the gospel, uh, and invite them to church events. It's a real opportunity to serve and bless the poor. It is a wonderful experience. About two clients per year is the commitment with three visits. Um, and we are still in touch with clients that we've had year after year after year because of our befrienders. And a prayer support, as I've said, we've got around 90 um, wonderful friends who pray um, for our CAP clients. And then thirdly, um, life-changing. Uh, sorry, <laughs> a life-changer. Um, to give financial support, there's something around 300 people working at head office, um, experts who come up with the advice and the debt solutions, and that, you know, that needs a fair amount of support. So um, it would be great if you let me know if you could help. Just to say that in the last eight weeks, we've had five households become debt-free, and that's eight adults. Thank you. Yeah, it is. Uh, that's just two months. So uh, it's a blessing. So I'll leave you with just a few more thoughts. Let me just say that it may appear that most people in debt come from Yorkshire, but <laughs> other counties are available. <laughs> so thank you. Could you play that last one? Thank you to all the life changers. Uh, CAP has completely changed my life for the better. I was in so much debt and 
hopefully soon I'll be debt free. Thank you. We've just become debt free, which is unbelievable. Amazing. Well, I am debt free since last week after about 15 months of working together with CAP. I'd like to say thank you to CAP for making me debt free this week. I've really struggled over this last nine months with the bedroom tax and being on benefits and I've really struggled. But I've had Sheila at Blackburn come to my home, talk me through everything and Cap got involved and I'm now looking forward to a good life without any debt and hopefully I can get married as well. Thank you Cap. I'd just like to say a massive thank you to Cap for all they've done for us. 12 months ago we was in such debt and such worry. We just didn't know where else to turn. I'd just like to thank Cap and the people who work for CAP and the supporters for helping me and Angela. CAP changed our lives for the good. Um, we're getting debt free now. Um, we've made a lot of new friends. We've got church every Sunday, which I never thought we would do. Um, can answer the front door. My wife goes out a lot more now and she's like a different person. But yeah, carry on what you're doing because you do really change people's lives. And thanks CAP very much for all your help. We can see a way out, there is light at the end of the tunnel, so we'd just like to say a big thank you for all your help and assistance over the years, and please continue to give. Thank you. And God bless you. It's absolutely wonderful. Difference between wishing you weren't going to wake up next morning and wishing to get up straight away. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. We'd love you to help, so come and have a conversation at the end if you can. Um, we'd love you to join us. Thanks for sharing. Just thanks Steve and all the team involved in CAP. Wonderful, good morning. That is absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much, Steve. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and say, I'm so glad to be sitting next to you. <laughs> no, no, say it with meaning. Say it like you actually want. <laughs> it is good to be together this morning. If we've not met, my name's Nathan. And um, if you've recently joined us or are checking us out this morning, you are so welcome. We love having new people amongst us, and we hope uh, that you feel at home with us. Whether you've been here for a few months or whether you've been here for years, you have joined us on a fantastic morning, if I can't say it myself. It's a great Sunday. Why? Because we're in week two of a new preaching series called Therefore. Now, just a quick uh, question, just uh, I'm interested. Hands up if you know that those three dots mean therefore. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, we had a staff kind of competition on this. Half of us did, half of us didn't. So I was just interested to know whether people know. There you go. You now know. If you didn't know before, you now know those three dots mean therefore. Uh, you're going to use it always now. And we're exploring the letter in the Bible to the Romans a group mainly made up of Gentiles, uh, which it means non-Jews, and it's probably similar to what we are here, the majority being non-Jews. Romans is a letter in the New Testament of the Bible with rich and powerful writings that help us to know who God is, to know who we are as a people, 
and to know how to enjoy a fruitful relationship with the living God, our maker. The letter of Romans points us towards a great gospel. Gospel meaning good news for all people. For it provides us with an insight into the heart of God, the power of God, the glory of God, and the response of us, his people, his creation, those he wants to draw close and call sons and daughters to bless and to share his kingdom with. And last week, Andrew kicked us off, not literally, he didn't get a kick us out, but he kicked us off in the series at looking at Romans 1 and 2 and how the gospel reveals God. The gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, reveals God for who he is. He reveals that God is trustworthy and keeps his promises. He reveals that God is a God of grace and of peace, that God is powerful, that God is holy and righteous with wrath against sin, that God is merciful, that God is the righteous judge, knowing all things, yet still showing patience and kindness to us. That is probably the briefest recap I could have given from last week, Andrew. I hope I've done it justice on some sorts. If you weren't here last week, can I encourage you, please do have a listen, because what happens over these next few weeks, we're going to kind of preach into one thing and then kind of bring some application the following week. So this week really applies into what Andrew shared last week. So go have a listen to that through this week. As I was listening last week, I was inspired, I hope you'll agree that I was inspired, into an acronym for the gospel. The gospel of God could be described as this, God's outrageous sacrifice providing eternal life. God's outrageous sacrifice providing eternal life. God's outrageous sacrifice, sending Jesus to be born into the world that God created. But not the sinless and perfect creation he first created, but the one of sin, suffering, and pain. Jesus, born into that world, his early life spent on the run and in hiding from the harm of Herod. This Jesus that showed love and grace and peace was hated and despised by mankind to the extent of being hung up on a wooden cross, shamed and nailed to a cross and hung there to die. This Jesus who spoke out on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. This Jesus gave his life as a sacrifice of love to those around him and to the world in providing a sinless substitute for our sins. He took our sins, our wrongdoings, upon himself on the cross, took the punishment that we deserved. Why? To provide eternal life that will result in being joined with him eternally, without pain, without suffering, without sadness, without loss. But also, Jesus provides relationship with God now provides forgiveness of sins now, provides peace for the depths of our heart now. Eternal life, eternal relationship with God isn't just a future thing, it's a present. Jesus provided a sacrifice for that to start today, to start that moment of surrender to God today. Therefore, therefore what? Therefore what? What is our response to this great gospel? What is our response to the revelation of who God is? Let's turn, if you've got a Bible, to Romans chapter 12. 
skipping ahead a little bit, aren't we? Romans chapter 12. It will come up on the screen, verses 1 and 2. Paul writes this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your wonderful word, the Bible. Lord, thank you that it is made up of so many wonderful truths, so many writings, Lord God, stretched over hundreds of years that bring us into relationship with you, that reveal who you are, that draw us closer to you and help us to understand you. Thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for these two verses that we've just read. Lord, speak to us. Speak to us this morning. Change us, each and every one of us, that we might walk closer with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. When uh, Juliana, my wife and I, when we uh, got married, we had to apply for a spouse visa for her to come and live in the UK. My wife is American if you've not met her. And if you're here this morning and you're not English or you've lived in another country yourself, you know that visa applications are long and painful and expensive processes. Sadly, we've had to go through three applications just up to this point so far for Julianne to remain here, and we've decided, yeah, it would be good for her to remain here. We, we do want to stick together. So whilst we were still engaged and preparing the application, a friend of mine approached me, and he gave me a gift. It was a check going to get all emotional just remember it this friend wasn't exactly wealthy he uh he was single he was in his 20s and he wasn't lavish in the way that he lived but he gave me a check it was a check for 1000 pounds towards Jules's visa costs it was an extraordinary gift so generous so surprising it was incredible. I was pretty lost for words at receiving that gift. All I could say was, thank you. Thank you. As you would imagine, that gift has always stayed in my mind, especially as we've gone through other visa applications, going, wow, wasn't that so generous? Wasn't that just incredible? What a blessing that was, remembering my friend's kindness and generosity. It's also affected me that I've, as I've received kindness like that, I want to be kind like that. I know I'm going to have a cue at the end now, aren't I? At the end. <laughs> I want to show kindness. I want to be generous with what I have. I want to hear and listen to God speaking and act in being generous. This gift could have left me with potentially two responses. Firstly, I could have said, I could have just lived in fear of wasting that gift, of feeling like I owed my friend and I needed to pay him back. I could have lived out of fear of being in debt, of misunderstanding the gift as a loan. Or I could live in gratitude, thankful for the gift, using it for what it was given, and living myself changed and impacted. The same could be said for the gospel. 
God's outrageous sacrifice, providing eternal life. When we experience the grace and kindness and mercy of God, our sins forgiven, our future secured, peace and joy experienced during trials and difficulties, purpose in pain, hope despite struggles. When we've experienced the gift of God's gospel at work in our lives, we too have two options in how we respond. Firstly, we can live like it was all just alone, that we have to repay. We live in fear of God judging us. Fear-based motivation will end up losing its power over time. Fear drains us. Fear-based religion is short-lived as you end up not caring enough about it eventually. You lose motivation. Repentance becomes bitter rather than sweet. And if living in fear-based religion, despair or bitterness becomes the result of us facing trials or suffering. The second option is this. We live a life of gratitude. Paul puts it in these verses that we've just read. In view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So what does that look like? Does that mean that all of life should be hard and painful and that we can't enjoy anything? No. Hallelujah. That is far from what Paul is saying. God has, by his grace, given us stunning food to enjoy. And oh boy, I love good food. People to laugh with. Creation to walk in. Creative arts to express. Not so much me, but for many others, great. Amongst many other things. I believe God wants us to enjoy these things. But Jesus said in Luke 9, 23, and it's also recorded in Matthew's gospel, showing just the emphasis through the gospels. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Take up our cross daily. That sounds very similar to the passage that we've just read in Romans 12, right? Offer your bodies as living sacrifice. Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice on the cross, our greatest example. He took up his cross literally, carrying it to the hill of Golgotha. But he calls us to do the same daily. What does that look like? Well, that's going to be different for each of us. I was walking past Amory School the other day and uh, reminded just of how tough it can be to be a Christian at school, particularly at secondary school. I had the privilege of seeing a few of my school friends come to faith, but so much during most of my time at school was spent suffering for being a Christian. With all the confusion in our schools today, man, our children need our prayers. Our children really need our prayers. Even as they're meeting downstairs, our children need our prayers. Why don't we just, can we stop? Let's just pray. God, we pray your blessing on our children. God, we ask that you would strengthen them. Even now, this morning, we pray, strengthen them. Strengthen them in their inner being, Lord. Strengthen their faith. Give them boldness, Lord. Give them a revelation of who you are, Lord, that they would go into their schools and colleges full of you, full of your spirit. Pray for our parents here this morning, Lord God, raising their children and trying to support them as they go into school. I pray for wisdom. I pray, Lord God, for boldness on their part to point them towards you. 
Lord, we pray, bless our children. Make them very fruitful in their schools, we ask. Protect them, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. For many of us, offering our bodies as living sacrifices will look like daily decisions to trust in God, to put our faith in him, to listen out for his voice in our everyday. It's a positioning of ourselves and our hearts to give them to God afresh each day for the day ahead. Perhaps it's a big financial gift like my friend, but maybe it's the small little gifts to people most in need around us. Perhaps it's to show kindness to that mum or dad on the school gate who's always alone. Perhaps it's to start a prayer meeting in your office with other believers, or perhaps it's just to pray before you even arrive at work and say, God, here I am, use me. Perhaps it's to obey the Lord in great acts of faith, or perhaps it's to be baptized as a believer, to be willing to get dunked in water to declare your love for Jesus, to declare your desire to follow him in all things, even if it's to be baptized. Perhaps it's to stand up in the middle of a pub and preach the gospel, but maybe it's to share with the person who lives next door to you, to share your testimony or to share your faith with your work colleague or your neighbor, or to invite that friend that you've known for a long time and been wondering about inviting them along to Alpha. On the seats next to us this morning, we have Alpha Flyers, or maybe on the seat that you're sitting on right now, there's an Alpha Flyer. We've got an Alpha course starting Thursday, the 6th of October. It includes a meal together. It's a wonderful opportunity to invite people to a non-threatening evening to hear about the Christian faith. I'm already uh, planning on inviting this week one of my neighbors and the lady who leads my son's nursery. God's been at work in her life, and I'm just, I'm almost expecting her to say yes, just because of the way that things have happened over the last few months. She might not, but that's not for me to say. She can say her no for herself. Who are we going to invite? Who has God placed in our life at this moment to take a bold step with? Who is God calling us to reach out to and to lay our life down for the sake of God's kingdom? To offer ourselves as living sacrifices to God is and will be worked out in many different ways every day. Perhaps it's to pray a few times through this week and just say, Lord, use me. Maybe that's just the start for some of us. Lord, use me. Offering our bodies as a living sacrifice is to do as it says. It's to offer our minds, our hearts, our hands and our feet, our words our intentions, our resources and energy, to give them up and offer them to God each day and say, here I am, Lord. All I have, I give to you because you gave everything to me. Friends, Paul, who's writing to the Romans and saying, in view of God's mercy, in view of his outrageous mercy, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Offer all that you have to God's disposal, our bodies, our decision-making, our money, our homes, our family, our singleness, our job, our act of worship, this true and proper worship that Paul describes is to lay down everything, all my hopes and dreams, all my personal desires as a living sacrifice. Why? Because we've already received so much from God. 
all that we didn't deserve, his grace, his love, his mercy, his forgiveness, his joy, his peace, his future and hope for us, his outrageous sacrifice, our substitute, that we don't need to experience God's wrath. Can't be honest with you. A sacrifice for me was getting up this morning, just getting up here on the stage. We have been in a rough period with games, our oldest son right now. And the danger is, is that you kind of put yourself into a box and just kind of go, oh, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be getting up and preaching God's word this morning. Oh, I'm not good enough. Look at all the mistakes I've made. You know what? My sins are forgiven. My debt is paid. Jesus has paid for it all. That means we stand on these truths and these promises. And we get up despite our circumstances. We go into our offices and we go into our neighbors and our relationship with friends despite our circumstance, and we're able to proclaim a good news. It's a good news that goes beyond our circumstances. It's a good news that doesn't just, yeah, just doesn't just stay in our circumstances and in our emotions and our feelings. It's a good news that lasts through eternity. What should be our response to all we've received, to all God's sacrificed already for us? Gratitude, thankfulness a heartfelt love that is willing to sacrifice everything for because it can't outweigh what we've already received. It's nothing in comparison to the eternal gift we have been given. The pound goes up and down. Houses fall apart. Jobs and bodies fail. People let each other down, but the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is God's faithfulness. Tim Keller, church leader and writer, says this. To be a living sacrifice is to be fully at God's disposal. It means actively to be willing to obey God in anything he says in any area of life. And passively to be willing to thank God for anything he sends in any area of life. Even children. <laughs> when we encounter the King of Kings, Jesus, we are never the same again. The Bible tells us that our hearts turn from stone into flesh. That the Holy Spirit fills us in our heart and our mind. Paul goes on to write in verse 2 of Romans 12, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God wants to renew our minds. He wants to give us fresh perspective that we don't live with a worldly thinking, but we let live with the heavenly thinking, with a heart that beats for all that God's heart beats for. Renew our minds today, Lord. Renew my mind today, Lord. As we read that provocation from Paul to offer our bodies as living sacrifices, it could be easy to think that this is a statement about earning our salvation. In the book of Genesis, excuse me, in the book of Genesis, there is this amazing account from the life of a man named Abraham, a man God called to be the father of his people. Abraham, after many years of waiting, old in age, is born a son, Isaac. Through his hundred-year-old wife, Sarah. A fulfillment of God's promise to Abraham many years earlier. 
A number of years later, God tests Abraham's faith by asking him to sacrifice his promised son, Isaac, the one he'd longed for, longed for and waited for. Isaac asked Abraham as they hike up to the hill to make a sacrifice, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answers, God himself will provide the, the lamb. Abraham obeys, but God stops him and Isaac is spared. God instead providing a ram at that occasion. In the greatest story of the Bible and of God, God provides the lamb. The one that covers a multitude of sins. The one provided that we don't have to offer any sacrifice for our sins instead for. For it has already been paid. Our sins have been paid for. The debt is paid. It's cleared. Nothing left to pay. You might think, well, you, you don't know what I've done this week. You don't know the debt that I've racked up recently. God says, what debt? What debt? I've paid for it. Past, present, future. All sins paid for on the cross. Just follow me. When we read Paul's letter to the Romans for us to offer our bodies as living sacrifices, don't be confused that God is, is actually asking you to pay for your sins. Our sins are paid for. They're done with. They're dealt with. We're in the green. The sin offering has been paid. This verse is all about our response, our offering of worship. It's an offering of worship, not a sin offering, an offering of worship. What's our response to God's lavish grace, to God's outrageous sacrifice? How are we going to live now? We give everything. Because everything we have is nothing in comparison to what we've already received. And how can we even give anything to the one who has it all? We can only but offer our lives as thanksgiving, as worship to our God. I was thinking about this this morning, just thinking in football terms. Sorry if you hate football. In football terms, players are bought with huge, ridiculous sums of money. England player Jack Grealish cost £100 million. He's spoken about how that can add real pressure for some people, playing under the fear of not being worth that amount. For him, he said it's about enjoying that price tag. Manchester City found so much worth in him, they've paid £100 million to have him in their team. He just wants to enjoy it. The gospel shows in us so much more worth than £100 million. This is the sacrifice of God for our blessing, joy and life. God's outrageous sacrifice providing eternal life. The gospel has been given. How will we respond? Can I invite the band up? We're just going to end in song. I know we're, we're running out of time, but I feel this is an important moment. Don't lose sight of this moment of what God wants to do in you and in me. For some this morning, you'll need to go away and just go, I just need to get some time away and just listen to God's voice afresh for me. Do business with God, and that's absolutely fine. Catch a moment this afternoon. Listen to God's voice over you. For others, we need to respond now, in this moment to God. You may want to kneel or sit or stand in this moment and give yourself a fresh. You may want to ask someone next to you or 
uh, maybe come and see myself or Andrew or Karen, and we'd love to pray with you and stand with you. Maybe for some, someone or some people this morning, you're here and you're going, I just want to give my life to God. I didn't realize this was what it was all about. I didn't realize that I could receive forgiveness. I didn't realize that I could know God and, and receive grace and love and peace. I want to receive that this morning. I want to know Jesus. I want to follow him. Or maybe you're turning back to him and saying, I want to follow him again. I've left him behind, but now, today, I want to follow him afresh. I want to give him everything. If that's you, can I encourage you to come and speak to myself or Andrew at the end? We'd just love to pray with you and give you a gift and, and just help, help you in these next steps. Why don't we stand if you feel able and you feel willing. We love you, Lord. We thank you for your outrageous sacrifice on the cross. We thank you for this gospel of good news that reveals who God is, but also reveals that we're loved, that we're cherished by you, that we're valuable to you. Lord, we want our lives to reflect our gratefulness. We want our lives to reflect our thankfulness for who you are, Lord. In every situation, in every day, Lord, we want our hearts and our minds and our bodies to be a living sacrifice to you in thankfulness, in gratitude. Renew our minds, Lord. Renew our minds this morning. Help us to not live with worldly thinking, Lord God, but to live with heavenly kingdom thinking. Lift our gaze afresh to you, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. I will offer up my life in spirit and truth, pouring out the honor love as my worship to you. In surrender I must give my every part. Lord, receive the sacrifice of a broken heart. Jesus, what can I give? What can I bring to so faithful a friend, to so loving a king, Savior? What can be sung as a praise of your name for the things you have done? Oh, my words could not tell, not even in part of the doubt of love that is owned by this thankful Spirit and truth, pouring out the art of love as my worship to you. In surrender, I must give my every part. Lord, receive the sacrifice of a broken heart. Jesus, what can I? So loving I keep 
standing a moment we're bringing our time together to conclusion just a couple of things if you um, are a guest with us and you haven't received one of our welcome packs they're available on the table off to the left I would encourage you please pick one up there's a card in there which you can fill in and put it on the box on the table and it's a way of uh, uh, you can tell us if we can help you in any way on that card and we'd, we'd love to do that please if you're able to um, as we conclude, though, also, uh, I just want to highlight tonight, as a church, we're meeting for what we call a church meeting. You may have never been to one of these before, but if you think that Harvest Church is your church, can I encourage you, come. It's a great time where we share something of what we see as the next steps for us as a church. Where we, It's like we, we look at the sat-nav and say, oh, this is the route ahead. And so I really encourage you, please try and be there, please try and be with us uh, tonight, 730 in this auditorium and then finally as we, we finish I just want to remind you of Nathan's appeal and say you know the gospel is for everyone if you don't understand the gospel yet if you don't you, you haven't yet met Jesus can we encourage you come and have a chat with Nathan myself anybody else the person that brought you this morning uh, if you came with somebody and ask them about the gospel we would love to help you meet Jesus and get to know God's love and his grace and his mercy, all that God, uh, Jesus, uh, that Nathan was describing to us this morning, which can be for each and every one of us. We're going to finish the, that point. Refreshments will be served down in the cafe area. If you've got children down in the kids' work, can we encourage you to go and get them now, please? Thanks so much for being with us.